Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios hanging out with you where sports truly meets that thing called life. We appreciate you being here with us every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time and can't thank you enough for hanging out with us on YouTube.com, Facebook.com, and MixLR.com, all backslash Wake Up Call DT. So however you're connecting with the show, we thank you for doing that here inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. I am ecstatic to have my good friend back here on the show, Miss Gabby Holko, the head coach of the women's basketball team with the Susquehanna Riverhawks in the great state of Pennsylvania. We got a lot of things to get into and we'll unpack them as we go. She doesn't know what's coming. I got a couple jokes to throw at her, but we're always happy to have her on the show. Gabby, how you doing? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you? I'm excited to kind of get back on the show with you. It's been it's been some time, and I always love catching up with a good friend, so I'm excited. I appreciate that very much, and I'm happy to have you. I have to say this. This is my first one. So growing up in central New York, I only know one SU, but with Susquehanna, there's SU on everything, go SU. So it's kind of a two-parter. Does that SU stick, in your opinion, for Susquehanna? And the B part of that is, are you technically an SU fan in a way? <laughs> <laughs> so, in that, in that, and you know where I stand in the ACC, so we don't even need to bring that up. Um, but it's, it definitely does stick. Um, obviously, you know your SU with uh, Syracuse and we are SU here um, at Susquehanna University. Um, I do. I think it does stick. And, and we everything that you see kind of coming from our communications, our sports information, it's all go Suscu or go SU. Um, and I think it does stick. And I guess I guess if I have to say go SU, you can take it however you want. But if, if some days you want it to stand for Syracuse University, I mean, we do have the orange color just as they do, but we got our maroon instead of that blue. <laughs> I will tell you that your partner is very smart because she is always SU. So. She is. My, my wife is definitely a, a diehard Syracuse men's basketball fan, and that is where we differ a ton with me being a blue, uh, blue Devil Duke fan. And, I mean, the Blue Devils just picked up a big-time win against, you know, the UNC Tar Heels, so that was always a good one for me. Yeah, you know, and, and let's discuss that for a second here. No Coach K, and he seems to be yet uh, another casualty of this new world of NIL and the transfer portal. We saw Roy Williams leave too. And, you know, coaches can kind of say what they want to say about it, but a lot of the old school coaches have backed away from the game. What is life like as a Duke fan without Coach K? It's different. I mean, it's definitely different. I think that it's – He's a goat. I mean, I mean, he's one of the goats in coaching, and he's somebody that won a lot of basketball games, has a lot of respect from a lot of other coaches, a lot of players. Um, it's definitely different not seeing him on a sideline, but I think the new era of Duke basketball um, with Shire, it's it's going well, um, and I think that obviously it's different for a lot of people. He's, he's trying to make his own mark on things, and I think it's fun to kind of see what Duke men's basketball is going to be about, and it was – it's, it's great because both sides, both on the men and the women, and I'm, I'm not a, a big Duke women's basketball fan, but I'm a big Kara Lawson fan, um, and she's the new women's basketball coach at Duke, um, and she just had, they just had a big-time win against Notre Dame um, yesterday, and we watched that game, and it, it's cool to see kind of new faces on the sidelines um, of a lot of these premier Division One basketball programs, um, and just to kind of see how they're going to make their mark in, in, in the ACC and in the NCAA. Yeah, so definitely, you know, I just had to give – 
the reality that you are an SU fan in, in some right <laughs> of the world, in the word. So it just, it makes me happy to, because I was going through kind of the history and stuff, and, and I, I was looking through, because I have a ton of pictures on my phone, and I'm like, I have stuff that I don't even know that I have. So I was flipping through saying, I got to get rid of some of the stuff because my battery's been awful. And I came across the picture of when your wife at the time, girlfriend, was wearing the correct colors in the dome and you were wearing the <laughs> other colors in the dome. And we got to take, and you know what? I will say this. We had a great night. We had a great time. I'd love to do it again. You know, obviously, you know, you both are, are two tremendous people that I'm that I'm always rooting for and happy to see and just really good people. So it was a great event no matter what. But I will say that people, for the most part, were pretty nice to you in the dome. Yes. So. Yes, they were. And I'm, 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 I'm used to that. I mean, uh, Kalen is a big Eagles fan, and I'm obviously a Steelers fan. So anytime we go to Philadelphia for uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Philadelphia matchup, whether it's the Pens, whether it's the well, Phillies and Pirates, I'm, I sometimes just wear Phillies gear for that because the Pirates, man, we got to figure it out. We got cut back, but I mean, it's they have not won in my lifetime. Well, they, we had one Bucktober, and I think it was when I was in college. Um, but the I, I've worn Steelers jerseys in the link, and everyone's like, "You're crazy for doing that." And I, I think for the most part, if you're if you're just being a fan, and obviously you're going to get some some kickback from people, and you're going to get some booze, but you gotta you gotta be able to welcome that. And I think I welcome the booze. If if I'm wearing, if I'm if I know. I'm going into somewhere like the Dome um, for a big-time game. I mean, and it was one of the – I think it was the largest um, fan base that was in the Dome for that Duke-Syracuse game, um, and it was it was tremendous. The atmosphere was absolutely amazing, um, and I think you, you get you get your snarky com- comments from people, but I just – I think it's all, in, it's all in fun, and everyone's just there to support the teams that they want to support, and it's it's a good time, and I just, I just take everything, and I smile, and I just keep going. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely an experience to see Syracuse go up against Duke in these games. Gabby Holko here with us on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Susquehanna Riverhawks women's basketball head coach here with us live this morning inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. Gabby, let's get into the season for Susquehanna and just what your takeaways have been since leaving Marywood after a season there and bringing them to the postseason. You've been over at Susquehanna, took a great opportunity there, and have built something that you're really proud of. And and I know that, and I know we've talked about it, you know, off the air, a, a place that you're very happy to be in. So bring me into this specific season and what your takeaways have been up to this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, coming into the season, we knew it was going to be almost as if we're in a rebuild year. Uh, we lost seven, yeah, seven seniors um, last year um, in our in our. 2021-2022 class, um, and it was almost about 70-75% of our scoring um, in that class that we lost. So we knew there were going to be roles that people had to step into that they were not used to, um, and we have a lot of new faces this year. I mean, in our starting lineup this year, we have two first years um, Julia Roth, who is a guard slash forward out of the Allentown, Pennsylvania area. Um, and then Julia Pinkert, who is a fresh point, point guard um, out of Branchburg, New Jersey. Um, and then we have Kenzie Salvaggi, who is also from New Jersey. She is a sophomore for our program, but didn't get a ton of minutes last year. Um, uh, and then we have a returner, Caitlin Lynch, who was a starter for us last year as a junior. Um, and this year as a senior, she has stepped into big, big time scoring um, roles. Uh, and she's she's been able to be our leading scorer this year. Um, and we, we I will say the biggest takeaway from this year is we are – very, very talented when we're consistent. Um, and this consistency aspect for us has been a little bit difficult. Um, 
we've had an up and down year. We're eight and thirteen as of right now, three and seven, uh, eight and thirteen overall, and then three and seven in conference. And we just had a big time win um, this past Saturday. It was our alumni day, um, and we welcome Drew University, who is right now was currently in the four spot um, in our landmark conference. And we 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 talked to the girls about just being being in the moment and just taking care of the opponent in front of us um, and not looking ahead. And it, it, this hasn't been the season record wise that we have wanted, but these kids have grown in, in areas that I don't even think that they understand or they see. Um, but it, it was a, it was a great win for us on our home floor with a packed gymnasium. I mean, we get a ton of support here at SU and especially by having all the alums back, both men and women. It was a, it was a really good, it was a really good win. We won by 22. Um, we put up 85 points, which is the most that we have had in, all year um we shot for a game 59.6 percent from the field um we were 34 of 57 and we had 28 assists on those 34 baskets so six buckets were the only ones that were unassisted and that's something that as a coach i think i'm more proud about that because we were playing team basketball um but this group is special and as as it doesn't show in our record right now um, the talent that we have within our gym is is unstoppable, and I'm excited for these next couple games that we have up. I mean, we have four games right now in the regular season up, and there's still a lot of basketball to be played, and there's still a lot of a lot of chances um, for us to kind of squeak into that fourth that fourth playoff spot. And obviously, there's other things that kind of have to happen, but I think big takeaways is being able to be where our feet are um, and to just kind of look look right ahead at what we have in front of us and not try to try to get ahead of ourselves too much um, and just kind of developing and just really getting our younger kids the experience and the college basketball that they need um, it's very different from high school so it's just been it's been a learning process for us this year and even for myself I think a, a, a big time thing that I've heard and I've talked with our men's coach about this is just you learn a lot from when you're having a down year. Um, I think I'm learning more right now than I did when we were having our most successful season my first year here. Um, I think that that's just, it's, it's a part of the process and we got to understand that this is year four of our coaching staff, um, third season because we had one season canceled due to COVID and it's just going to be a process, but I'm excited for what this journey ahead kind of has for us. And you, you mentioned it, you know, four years in for your coaching staff, three with the COVID year uh, taking things away. Uh, especially with a lot of uh, a lot of schools in Division Three. So, how have you kind of navigated these first four years, knowing that a year was taken from your process and and you know taken from your ability to go out there and do certain things? Right, you're not playing any games. I mean, you can recruit for the future, but there was a lot of questions in that situation. So, for a coach who's trying to build up a program and put their mark on it and really create a culture and a foundation when a pandemic happens that obviously many coaches over you know centuries doesn't have, don't have to deal with how have you navigated through that as a coaching staff to say we had a year stolen from us and yet we you know still had to kind of work through it and and do our due diligence so coming out of it we're going to be successful yeah i think i think it was unlocked territory for obviously everybody um and just trying to figure out the best way to navigate through it um obviously our lives don't stop um we still had to recruit we still had to bring in kids that we could hope kind of help us and kind of make their mark here at Susquehanna um obviously some teams in our in our conference played during that COVID year but our university kind of took us out of that and said that it wasn't it wasn't safe for us to play so the biggest takeaway that I have with that is just 
it, break, it broke my heart to see some of our kids that didn't have a full four years here. Um, we have a fifth year that came back to our, our program this year. Um, in her, the second semester, um, Olivia Brandt, she, she graduated last year and was applying to PA school and was kind of taking a gap year and then decided, hey, like I still want to finish out my college career and came back second half of the semester. And she's been tremendous for us as well. Um, I think what we need to be able to do culture wise and within our program is just understand that like things aren't going to happen overnight. Um, and I think we as humans and we as competitive people, especially coaches, we, we sometimes want success to happen immediately. Um, and that, that, that doesn't always happen. And yeah, we found success in our first season here. Um, we had a great, we had a great team, great culture. It was new. Everything was exciting. Um, and then that second season, we, we did not um, play a game in that 20, it was 2020, 2021 season. Um, and then last year we, we had a, we had an up and down year. We started the year extremely heavy um, and we were great. We were, I think seven and one at one point um, at right before winter break, we had the biggest, um, we had our first top 25 win in the last 20 years, uh, which was phenomenal for this program. And then we, we as a program got hit by COVID um, and it was something that we did not expect. And then we kind of just went up and down from that point. We couldn't get back into the consistent play that we were playing in the beginning of the year. And then, like I said, this year, we have a lot of new faces on our roster. Um, a lot of kids that were not in these playing roles before um, that have kind of had to step up and it's just working through it with them and I, I say all the time and it's in my email signature and I was actually just talking to some alums about this as well my biggest philosophy is teaching life through basketball I think a, a big thing with us and we know that that ball is going to stop bouncing at some point point. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be able to say like hey yes I get to take this new life of basketball and make it a career for myself. But for a lot of our players, there's not a lot of them going into coaching and they're going into different fields, the medical field, sales, uh, just corporate America and finance. And it's, it's, we want to help them be successful. And I think that that's a big thing with our culture is we teach them how to have hard conversations. And I'm not a coach that if, if you want to come in and talk about playing time, let's do it. Let's have that card. Let's, let's have that hard conversation. And just, it might be, a, it might be something that you not, you might not want to hear. Um, but let's work through it because when you are in that real world and you have to have that issue with your boss or with a coworker, it, it's not going to just get ignored. You have to be able to kind of work it out and have communication and it has to be consistent. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing with COVID is it, it's, taught us not to take anything for granted. And I think the, this team especially, and I think our upperclassmen kind of really hammer that home with our first years and our sophomores is just, guys, you don't understand how how the game is so important to us and how we come together as a team and we got to be close and you don't know when that last day is going to be or if a season's going to get taken away. And I think COVID kind of made everybody more grateful for, for the opportunities that we have. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, what I said about it is, it is that this pandemic, if you didn't come through it better than you were going into it, you didn't learn anything. Right, and, exactly, exactly. And so, you know, seeing that response to adversity, I'm not surprised, knowing the type of human being you are and the friendship that we've had over the years, I think that adversity should run from you. So, I mean, that's just yeah. kind of my feeling <laughs> on it. So, I appreciate that. Absolutely. So, you know, we take a look at at the you know the standings and, and knowing obviously Scranton at the uh, the top currently right now the landmark conference you've gotten to see them a couple times despite those games being losses seeing the top of the conference Scranton Elizabethtown what did you take away from those games that this young team can use as building blocks 
for the future? Because like you said, it's a young team, it's a new team, you're rebuilding, but are there things that you saw against those top two teams in the conference that you feel like are going to help your team down the road? 100%, Dan. Um, so we obviously got to play Scranton twice already. Uh, we played them the first time. Our landmark conference started a, um, a deal with the Palestra. Um, Katie Boldovich, who is our commissioner, a wonderful human being. Um, she's absolutely amazing at what she does, and she kind of worked this deal out um, where – we get four games, two men, two women at the Palestra each year. Um, and obviously we got that chance this year and then our men will play next year. And then if it continues, we'll be that following year after that. So we got to play Scram at the Palestra, which I mean, you know, the Palestra and it's the Mecca of basketball. I mean, so many great teams and great coaches have played there. It was a really cool experience for our team. Um, but I think it was even cooler for us to be able to play another Pennsylvania team and them being Scranton. And at the time Scranton was ranked number six in the country and, and we had it. We had it in reaching distance. I mean, we we played them extremely hard on on that big time floor. Um, and our kids, we we obviously walked away with that loss. But that kind of gave our team that that newfound hope and that newfound confidence. It was like, hey, we're playing the number six team in the country, and and you guys hung right in there with them. Um, and that means that we could take anybody. Like that 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 has to be the mindset. Is and that's kind of been our, our, our conversation since since our last game against Scranton. So Scranton came in here um, just a couple games ago, and we were down one going into the the, four, the third quarter. Um, it was 34-33. It was a very low-scoring game, very defensively heavy game. Um, and then we were within uh, seven, I believe, with four minutes to go in the fourth. And it was right there. And that's where it's like we just, we just needed that one big-time stop or that one big-time bucket to kind of keep us going. But sometimes that happens with a younger team is we we have those moments in 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 a reaching distance and we we just couldn't capitalize and we couldn't just grab it and take it um we say all the time like wins aren't going to be handed to us nobody's going to hand us a win you have to go in and you have to take that win um and a big thing that we said especially before the the scranton game and i even said it against the drew i mean we drew's a good team i mean they're overall they were they're four they were 14 and 5 coming into the game i mean they've won a lot of basketball games they were five and four um in conference so they were obviously ahead of us in the rankings but i said we have to stop putting teams on pedestals i mean they're doing the same thing that we're doing they're still getting up every morning they're going to class they're eating lunch they're putting their right and their left shoe on just the same way we are they're putting their practice jersey on the same that we are i mean we can't continue to put teams on these pedestals yeah their record shows that they're better than us but we know the talent in which we have in this gym and we know when we come together we're unstoppable um so i think the biggest thing that we take away from playing a Scranton and then at E-Town we were tied 30 to 30 going into the half and then second half we just lost our fire um, we came out we had a lot of foul trouble that game um, and we just came out flat um, and we weren't able to hit some big time shots that we needed um, and they came they ran away with it uh, we we, we kind of lost that game in that third quarter tried to call some timeouts to get us get, get us back refocused um, but sometimes it it's just not enough um, and and we're going to learn from those moments and as I, I think the biggest thing is our team is learning through playing these big time teams and as I said the landmark conference is nothing to play with I mean we have really great teams over here in the landmark I mean Scranton is right now ranked number four in the country um, Elizabethtown was ranked I think it was 20 the last poll um catholic has been in the rankings and then obviously drew has had 14 wins in the season i mean there's there's not a lot of separation from number say one through eight i mean we have eight teams in our landmark conference and next year we're adding two more with like homing and wilkes um so the, we're going to be at a, a 10 team um conference but it's it's 
the big time games with your, your Scrams, your E-Towns, your Catholics, um, that, that you learn who you are and how you can kind of hit adversity. If And we say all the time is basketball is a game of runs. And if they go on a run, we got we to gotta be able to stop the bleed and we got to keep going on our run as well. And how, how we kind of attack that is just by showing up every single day. I will say this team has showed up every single day, every single practice. They, they've had the energy. They've had the attitudes. They come in ready to go. Um, and they're there for each other. And, and something we preach a lot is like, positive bump like after each after a drill or after a competitive drill it's all i always say like okay positive bump go get a drink like go give somebody a positive bump like we got to spread that positivity around because at the end of the game is we want this to still be fun it still needs to be fun we still need to smile and that was something that i was excited to see against our game against drew is we had kids on the floor smiling that like i have not seen smile all year um, and that was it was fun to watch because they were just enjoying themselves. And when we enjoy ourselves, good things happen. So it, it was a it was a really cool experience. But just kind of being able to know that we can hang with the best of them um, is something that we have really seen this year. And I'm excited for the years to come, especially with these younger kids is just just know what's ahead of us. And now you have the experience. So let's keep rolling with it. Yeah, you know, and, and like you said, having fun going out there. Re- I mean, realizing, like you said, the ball's going to stop bouncing at some point. So you want to take in every moment. I still sit back and think about my high school days of playing, and I think about the games that we had and the teammates that I had. I mean, I can I can think of my teammates quicker than I can think of people I went to high school with. Like I just, it's yeah. like it's like second nature. Maybe like, oh yeah, we had Ryan, we had Greg, we had James, we had Casey. Like it's you know Matt. It was easy for me to because those moments were some of the best moments of my life and of playing the game that I love. So I definitely right. can appreciate that. I want to go back to the Palestra for a second here. Uh, we know that you know the quote unquote Big Five: uh, Penn, Villanova, Temple, Saint Joe's, LaSalle have played games there. Uh, Drexel's also been there. It's the home for Penn, but the close to the court seating where the bleachers ending at the floor, no barrier to separate the fans from the game. I feel like you like the Palestra because you're a Duke fan. So because, you know, because Cameron Indoor, everybody's on top of each other. But, you know, let's get into the Palestra a little bit deeper because if nobody's been, like if you haven't been there, for those of you that are watching or listening around the world, if you just go look up pictures, Google Palestra, just check it out. This experience of being in an arena where the fans are breathing on the players and the game and the coaches and the refs, just what it was like for you to be there and experience what they call the Cathedral of College Basketball. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, that was my first time being in there live, to be honest with you. I've obviously watched a lot of basketball games on there. I mean, one being when the year after Villanova then won the national championship when Penn upset them um, on that floor. I think that there's there's just been a lot of great basketball games that we've watched. Um, but being there, it was it was unreal. I mean, it's, it's a cool atmosphere. Um, and I think why I like the Palestra, I think it reminds me a lot of a Division Three experience. Um, a lot of our gyms are that way, right? Our gym, if you came into Susquehanna's gym right now, our gym is a smaller gym within our conference, but it's the fans are right there. They're in they're in your huddles. They're in your game. Um, you're, you're, they're cheering your players on, and it's it's a very like close atmosphere that that you you enjoy, and and we get a decent amount of fans that come out, and it, it makes it feel 
like a, a great atmosphere every single game. Um, but the pleasure of being there and being able to coach on a floor where legendary coaches have coached and legendary players have played, um, it was a really great experience for our, for our team. And our girls really got to see what it's like. And a lot of them during the AAU circuit have played on floors such as that. Um, obviously, the, the AAU circuit, they do a lot of – big time games on big time floors and just being able to see, okay, like this is what it's like. They did a cool kind of like the line, the starting lineups, the lights went out and they gave them a really great experience. And I was extremely excited for our girls to be able to go through that process and just see what it's like. And it's very different, obviously from the division three world and, but at the same time, it was, it was a really cool experience and the cathedral of basketball. I mean, that's, it's, I think a lot of our girls that didn't know what the Pluster was, now obviously they now know. and It's 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 something that now we can look forward to um, for the next time we get to play there. Yeah, that's awesome. And before I let you go here with Gabby Holko, Susquehanna Riverhawks women's basketball head coach, you faced off against the coach that's going to be coming up after you here on Wake Up Call in just a second in your first game of the season up against Kings College of Pennsylvania and Caitlin Hodge-Mahalas, a.k.a. Hodge. Bring me into that game because it's not every day that you get to have coaches that faced off against each other be back-to-back on a show. So I'd love to get your take on that game. Yeah, Hodge is awesome. Um, she's somebody that I would consider a coaching friend of mine. Um, she's somebody that I, I talk to a ton um, when we're out recruiting, when we're just seeing each other out somewhere. Um, I think she's a wonderful coach in what she's done at Kings and kind of also in a rebuild year for herself. Um, So it it was an awesome game. It was an awesome first game for us. I mean, we went down there and it was our first game. A lot of jitters. Like I said, we have two freshmen in our starting lineup. We had two sophomores at the time in our starting lineup. And then we had, um, we had, well, we had one freshman in our starting lineup, two sophomores, and two seniors in our starting lineup at the same time. Um, and it was just – it was a really great experience. Um, I think, honestly, if I am thinking correctly, that was the other game where we put up a decent amount of points. Um, and we, and it was just fun. It was that first game, no jitters. Really, scouting reports weren't that in-depth because we were both each other's first game. Um, so trying to kind of get our team prepared and, and to kind of get going. And it was a it was a great first game for us to be able to go down there and get the win. Um, and it was something that kind of set us and showed us what we could be um, if we want to be consistent and continue to kind of work on what we know we're, we're best at. Um, we ran in transition extremely well that game. Um, but it was an overall, it was a good game. It was, a, it seems like forever ago. I mean, the first game and now we're 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 nearing the end of season. I mean, I can't believe it's February. I say all the time our season is the longest season of college sports being about six months long. Um, but it's it flies by, and I told our girls that as well. Like you gotta you gotta you gotta enjoy every second of it because I mean, if we could have seen how quick this six months went, um, it's it's pretty crazy right now. And I want to leave you with a positive since I know you're a glass half full person. Record right now in a rebuild year eight and thirteen. My grandfather was born in the eighth month, August, favorite number 13. My favorite number is 21. If you put 8 and 13 together for my grandfather, you get my number. God always comes to me through numbers. So I will tell you that in that 8 and 13 record, 
I think that means good things are to come because there's never been a time where God's gave me a little hello where it wasn't a good thing. So awesome. I, 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 I like to hear that, Dan. I, I needed that. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to keep that in the back of my mind. Uh, we have, like I said, we have four games, four regular season games left um, this year. We're going actually on Wednesday to Huntington County, PA um, to play Juniata. Um, and it's always tough to play there. So we're looking to looking to keep this, this win streak kind of going. And, and I'm excited. I was super grateful to kind of get your text message to hop on the show today. And, you know, always love catching up with you. Um, but I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind for sure. Yeah, definitely do. Give my best to Kaylin and to the whole family. And definitely appreciate it. Wishing you and uh, hoping and praying for you all the best as your team continues to move forward and not only play the game that they love, but enjoy it and smile. Gabby Holko, Susquehanna Riverhawks women's basketball head coach. My friend, I appreciate you. And uh, as you know, I send you all my love and my well wishes, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Awesome, Dan. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye.